0: Adventure seekers welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. I'm your host, Rand Law. My email address is Rand at rand Lawrence dot com. And my webpage is wwwrand dot Life's most persistent and urgent question is What are you doing for others? Martin Luther King junior Coming up next news, where we explore the odd the weird and the wonderful. It was reported hospitals resort to hiring doctors. Well, this ruins my chances. I guess I should have went to medical school after all. Also reported Weight Watcher Demonstrator Shoplifts Cupcakes. Well, this gives the police some competition. It was also reported that a policeman loses nose in circumcision. I guess he was looking too close. And finally, it was reported that Caskets were found as workers demolish a mausoleum. I imagine they would have been stunned if they had been working in the cemetery. It was also reported May 7, 2020. The military has officially published three UFO videos. Navy reports describe encounters with unexplained flying objects. Then later, on May 14th, Navy fighter pilots report close encounters with unidentified aerial vehicles, including. Several dangerously close incidents. President Donald Trump calls the footage from the Pentagon of the unidentified aerial phenomenon as a hell of a video. The recent news about the UFO sightings had surprisingly little public response, but after COVID 19, unemployment, and riots, the general public might be willing to get some outside help. Former high level officials and scientists with deep, dark knowledge came forward about investigating unidentified aerial phenomena, also known as UFOs. This group included a CIA Director of Operations, a Program Director for Lockheed Martin's Advanced Systems, also known as Skunk Works, and a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. It's all starting to come out now, so stop making fun of those guys that got picked up on a fishing trip. It's time for Ask Sensei. Today I decided to ask Sensei about his daily Keiko, his regular training that he does on a daily basis. I expected to find a new variance in his training routine as Sensei generally alters his program with each season, but there are several things that remain a constant. For example, Makuso, his meditation, and he also maintains his Misogi which he practices no religious significance other than the spiritual cleansing one feels when in touch with nature. And you can't get much more in touch with nature than cold water dousing throughout the year. He is always faithful with his musha Shugil, his travel for improvement. This can be multiple things. Sensei looks at travel for improvement, visiting other dojos, and learning about other systems. But on a daily basis, it is walking, running, jogging, riding a bicycle, or even taking long swims. Whatever method of travel you want to engage in is fine. Then there comes shokuji, which is watching what you eat, trying to follow a good healthy diet even if you cheat now and again at least maintaining a 80-20 percent good diet is beneficial for you in the long run. When it comes to the actual physical training, whether you call it taiso, junan taiso or even hojo undo, the supplemental physical exercise to help a bujin, a martial person stay in shape, these things are standard, but the biggest changes happen to be in this sector. So presently, kettlebell training is one of Sensei's favorite things. Now that he's older, he has cut back on the thousands of repetition of calisthenics to only doing a few hundred kettlebell swings of various types. The trick, he claims, is to work the large muscles first and the smaller muscles afterward. Sensei feels that 30 to 50 repetitions of any swing is sufficient for each body group, lower, middle, and upper, although many times Sensei works lower, upper, and middle. It's all a personal choice. Then again, if he's only working on maintaining himself, he will only practice a dozen or so exercises for each area. Of course, this is in conjunction with his regular martial art training, although if you have an injury, you can work around it but you might want to consult with your doctor or your physical therapist as to what would be appropriate for you. Some of Sensei's favorite routines with the kettlebell begin with doing squats, usually sumo squats or the goblet squats. After this, the calf squats, which is quickly followed up by the standard kettlebell hip thrust swing, then the clean and jerk or the clean and press if you prefer, sometimes just doing the cleans. This is followed by bent over rowing, and that generally makes a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday routine complete for the kettlebell. Don't forget to email your questions to Ask Sensei. We'll be glad to get an answer for you. And who knows, maybe it will make sense to you. In between classes, it was not uncommon to find the royal court gathered, covered in sweat, from their own personal practice sessions. They used this time to reflect on theory and philosophy as they cooled down. On this day, they were talking about the use of the force. Sensei himself often used the force to describe how techniques work and principles. He would often use the force and ki interchangeably, but maybe not in the way that you're thinking. Sensei often said, the force is my ally but he was referring to the force of gravity, and a powerful ally it is. You could say that when he spoke of key, he was referring to potential energy, both physiologically and psychologically. Physiologically speaking, a well-tuned machine like the human body could perform at its peak if it was running on the right fuel. Likewise, a mind that was operating without the distraction of Emotions could perform better and for a longer expanse of time without having to deal with the adrenal dump after the emotions have run their course. But instead of talking along these lines, the royal court had their own topic going. I overheard them speaking as I approached them. Conrad was contending that Kendo and Kenjutsu were the real remnants of the Jedi art. After all, if you take away the Shinai or the Bokan and replace it with a lightsaber, it's the same thing, he contended. I see your point, said Duke, but does that make the ninja followers of the Sith? That would make perfect sense, said Baron. After all, they dress in black and go around killing people in the night. Now wait a minute, said Earl. The ninja were the ones that were being suppressed. That makes them more like the rebels, and if you want to talk about Dressing in black. Look at all of the black Kendo Bogu. Duke, changing his stance, said, Well, you do have a good point there, too. This is when I inserted myself into the conversation. I was certain you would have said Aikido was the Jedi art. After all, the whole art is based on the principles of harmony and not contending. But before I could say anything else, Baron interrupted me. Maybe the ninja are more like the Bindu Jedi harnessing both sides of the Force. Conrad agreed with this. He pointed out, the killing sword is the life-giving sword if it's wielded in a manner to cut down evil. After all, a Jedi uses the Force only in defense and for knowledge. That's a good point, I said, which makes me think that Gimpo is the Bindu art. Yes, but it's too bad that we don't have telekinesis or clairvoyance. I wouldn't go so far as to say that, as the group turned to me in surprise, wanting to find out some inner secret that I might have been hiding from them. For example, I began, I bet, even though Sensei's not here right now, you all know what he wants you to do next. Then with a collective sigh, the group replied, clean up the dojo and wipe down all of the surfaces. I smiled and gave a slight kempo bow with my left Palm over my right fist as I said, Now your training is complete. While pointing to the locker room, explaining hand towels and the disinfectant spray is in the cabinet. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by joining me on Patreon www.patreon.com/randlaw, with no space between the rand and the law. Jedi, a haiku by sensei, a midnight dojo. Instead of a lightsaber, a boken cuts ego. I want to take this time to acknowledge an adventure in babysitting. Child care can be demanding, and the most important thing you will ever do. But I'd like to leave this gentle reminder to all of you junior Jedis. No matter how frisky or playful your mate may be, It is always risky to redirect their force, even reflexively. So even if someone is persistently slapping you on the butt while you're getting the baby into the car seat, be careful how you point and redirect their energy. Or else you may find some spouses don't appreciate the subtleties of the ass-over-tea-kettle maneuver. This adventure was presented to you by Anonymous. From the Husband Protection Program, some facts in this story were altered in an effort to protect the guilty party. In closing, I leave you with this reminder: I encourage everyone to seek out martial art instruction. It has been the source and foundation to everything I do. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power, Tukushikempo. If you would like to support this podcast, you can do so by following the links provided by Anchor.fm. If you want to really go over the top with your support, you can also go to my website and follow the link to Kindle Books on Amazon.com. Until next time, this is Rand Law reminding you to follow your dreams.